Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Think about the Holy Spirit. You know, um, 50 days after Pentecost, uh, sorry, after Passover, after the death of Jesus and his resurrection. His resurrection was on first fruits. Then there was what they called the Feast of Weeks, which was seven weeks. And Pentecost was that 50th day. Now, if you know Jewish tradition, they used to work for six years, have the seventh year off. They repeated that cycle seven times, which is 49. And on the 50th year was the year of Jubilee. The day of Pentecost is almost, it it signifies exactly the same, the year of Jubilee. It's the year that we step into a celebration of life, a celebration of who we are. We're going to have a quick look uh, today at Pentecost Sunday, and I've titled my message today, It Is Well. It is well with my soul. Because that's a hard one, isn't it? When our life is challenged, when there's pressures put upon us, when circumstances prevail against us, when the natural and the physical world take over us, how can we stand in a life which says, it is well? It is well with my soul. And I can tell you, it really is hard, unless the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, has permeated your life and is part of your life. Interesting thing about the Holy Spirit is this. It's like Jesus and God. Perfect gentlemen. They are. They will never, ever encroach on your life. They will never impose themselves on your life. They will never dictate to your life. It's not like our world today where we have all these different cultures and these different groups that are demanding you must speak the way I speak. You must do it the way I do it. God will never do that. The Holy Spirit will never force himself upon you. Everything is by invitation. And it's us who invites. We're the ones who say, Holy Spirit, come in. Can't do it once, unfortunately. (laughs) It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. You know, I, um, as I walk out of my house, I always like to invite Christ to protect my house. I always ask the Holy Spirit to, to be my guide and to be my judge, to prick my conscience, because I can tell you the days I don't do it, he's not going to, he might prick it a couple of times, you know, like poke, you know what we mean by poking the, you know, conscience thing. But after we reject that a few times, what's going to happen is that he just stops poking. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit into our world. And if we don't do that, what's going to happen is we're just going to live in the physical and not the spiritual. I want to talk about a story. And, and you know, we all know the story of the Shunammite woman who, and I'm, I'll quickly whiz through it for the sake of time, but she was a woman who um, the prophet would come by and she would offer up her home for the prophet to stay. And then eventually she makes a space for the prophet and she builds him his own place. So she made a space for the prophet. But she builds out without child. And uh, and she would ask he would ask, what can I do for you? And she'd say, no, it's okay, it's all good. I'm just, you know, it was her death, her gift was to be generous to the prophet. And it was it was the prophet's um, prophet's servant that says she's without child. So he prayed, and she, was, she gave birth to a child. Now, this child grew up and got to um, 12 years of age. 
And we read in verse 18 of Second um, Kings 4, And the child grew up, and he was one day with his father out in the reapers. He goes, Oh, my head, my head. And the, and the father said to the servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he lifted him up, he brought him to his mother. And the child sat on her lap until noon and then died. She went up and laid it at the bed on the laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. <laughs> then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of your servants and one of your donkeys that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It's neither the new moon or the Sabbath, indicating that it was a normal cycle of the prophet. It was outside the cycle. Urge the animal on and be not slack and pace for me without, unless I tell you. And she went out and she came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And uh, the man of God saw her coming and he sent his servant, little Shunamite woman, run and meet her and ask her, uh, is all well with you? Is it all well with your husband? Is it all well with your child? And she replied, it is well. She never went to the man of God with her list of complaint. She never went to the man of God with her demand. She just wanted to be in the presence of the man of God. Because that's where the answer was going to come, was from the man of God. Not from her, compl her complaining or her petition. It was just being in the presence of God. And sometimes it's, that's what we've got to understand. Is sometimes the miracle comes not from our complaining or our demanding, but by being in the presence of God. And she, obviously, the man of God finally works out that his son's dead. He goes, and the son's revived. It's an interesting thing here. The kid had something wrong with his head. And I always like, and, you know, um, things in the Bible aren't put in there by accident, usually. Well, I'm pretty confident most things, in actual, all things in the Bible aren't put in there by accident. I'm pretty confident, reasonably confident, but we can always be challenged on that. But the bottom line is, it's often in our head that things start either to work for us or against us. There was actually a couple that go to uh, Jürgen's church put a thing on um, Instagram today. And it was, it was really, I thought, you know, God's always amazing. You know, you could say it was a fluke, but I, I tend to think things are coincidental. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words because they become actions. Watch your actions because they become habits. Watch your habits because they become character. Watch your character because they become your destiny. Wow. All starts with a thought and yes. words. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Her words was, it is well with my soul. Okay, it is well. How hard is it to say it is well? When things aren't going right. Because we didn't get to Christianity. You know, it was, it, we would fill church if we could say Come to Christianity, find Jesus, get empowered by the Holy Spirit, and your life will be luxurious. You will have everything you ever desire. You know what I mean? Okay, that's what the Communist Party often will say. Come to me and we'll look after you. Uh, but it doesn't happen that way. The reason being is we live in a physical fallen world. Bad things happen. Things overwhelm us. Things are tragic. But how can we live a life where we can say it is well? Moses, and the interesting thing is, the enemy will attack us, our mind, and will attack our future. And often, we, in particularly in the Old Testament, your future was your children. 
Here she was declaring the prophet and making a way for the prophet to do his, the prophetic work that he had. And, and, and the enemy has attacked the child through his thinking and through his death. Moses was born at a time where uh, all of a sudden the Pharaoh decided to kill all the men, all the babies um, that were born. Jesus uh, was born and Herod sent out, kill all the kids under two. We see a time where the enemy will attack. But how can we sit in comfort and say, it is well in the midst of a storm? On Pentecost Sunday, of all Sundays, almost now I think I've convinced you it could be the holiest day of the year. <laughs> but it's the most impacting day of the year. Jesus died for us and great. Excellent, fantastic, and communion is fantastic because it's a declaration let my people go. But Pentecost Sunday is the revelation of that letting go. Yes. That's what we're going to understand. It was still in bondage from the moment they left Egypt, went through the Red Sea, 50 days, they were still in fear. They were still feeling they were going to be pursued. They were in the unknown. They didn't know what was going to happen. And then the law comes down. And the revelation of God is revealed. It is well is the beginning of miracles in her words of her mouth. It is well is her declaring that no matter what, God is with me. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said, regardless of what happens, we're not going to worship your idol. It's the same stance. It's the same position. And it's our position that will define us. It's the words that we speak. I used to make Ainsley say when our marriage failed, it won't always be this way. Yeah. It won't always be this way. It won't always be this way. Did she feel that? Did I feel it? No, not at all. But as time went on, those words became reality. Yeah. Because we declared our future. We declared the promise. Ains and I will always talk about how we have Joyce Myers uh, speaking the Word of God book. It's full of scriptures. We've handed out... She's cost me a fortune because uh, she had, I, I finally found one that was thin. It was great. Went up and preached at, at uh, Cairns. She said, oh, grab that book so I can show her. And then she gives it away. And now can I get it? No, it's out of print. The one I because they're normally too fat. I like the thin one. I only had it for like two months and she's given it away. We've given away heaps. We give them away to our kids. Our kids give them away, so we've got to give our kids one again. Uh, because what it is, it's about speaking the word of God over your life. If you want to know a life that it is well, it starts with one thing, a decision to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Very good. The second thing is the unction of the Holy Spirit is to declare the word that has been spoken over it. In faith, even though the physical realm is wrong. As Pastor Christian said today, in the valley of the, of, the, of the bones, the dry bones, the physical realm, your physical thinking will say that those bones are dead. But in the spiritual realm, there's a rattling. There's a movement. And a great army is created. That's the difference between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. We live in both. And unfortunately, we can often dwell too much in the physical and not understand the divine power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there was a so everything about our Christianity is about our confession. What are we confessing? Uh, uh, you know, we are saved by confession. We live by confession. We get a miracle by confession, and we are healed by confession. 
Okay, in one of the Judges, I love the Old Testament, Judges um, 12, we read, I'll, I'll cut the story short, but basically there were some bad dudes chasing some good dudes, okay, so like, that's my story of my life. <laughs> okay, bad dudes, and the problem is, like, if you ask me to pronounce, um, to be Pacific, I will say Pacific, which is like the Pacific Ocean, because I can't say Pacific. I can't. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I can't say it. I have, it's, I have a speech impediment. Because the way I was brought up, the way I declare, is I say be Pacific, and it's basically Pacific Ocean. Well, it doesn't matter how much I try, I cannot do it. So what happens is, get them to say, I, can't even, I don't even know how the real word goes, but I've just made up two. Right? But chivalbeth and silverbeth. Okay? So if they say chivalbeth, let them through. If they say silverbeth, kill them. Because they didn't know who the enemy was. So they would say, say, chivalbeth. And they said silverbeth, killed. 42,000 people were killed that day. Because their words killed them. The way they spoke killed them. Because they didn't say it correctly. And often our words are what defines our future. It's the words that define our present. What words have we said recently that are now enacted in our life? What are we declaring is what we're saying here. So if you can't speak right, learn to speak right. I, I will never be able to say this that. <laughs> um, so I'll just have to. But see, the problem was with these people, this, the enemy that were in Judges, was that the, that the um, Gideonites did not know who was them, who was with them and who was against them. But they found that their speech impediment was what made them different. What's our speech impediment? Are we saying it is well or woe is me? There's a big difference between it is well or woe is me. Because as soon as you go to woe is me, what happens? We lose hope. Without, without hope, we have no faith. With no faith, there is no miracles. Because miracles require faith. And without faith, nothing can happen. What do we confess? What do we stand for? Are we, as for me and my house, we stand, we, we, um, we serve the Lord. You know, um, Joshua, Joshua had um, the children of Israel walk around um, uh, Jericho for six days and not say a word. And then six times on the seventh day, didn't say a word. And on the seventh time, uh, all shouted the praises of God. I often think the reason he said, don't say a word for six days and for the six times going around Jericho was because he didn't want it to say any words that were inappropriate. Like, what are we doing? Are you serious? Again? What's happening? We've done this three days. What's happening now? How long are we going to be doing this for? You know, doubt comes in, criticism comes in, negative words come in. But when they walked around, no one said a word. Keep your mind to yourself. But in unison, in one voice, shout the glory of God and miracle of heavens. <clears throat> Sometimes we want it in the one walk around once, shouting the name of God and everything falls down. But what God has shown us in this example is we need some time to think about our thinking. We need to pause about what we're thinking, what we're focusing on. Because if we don't, 
Our thinking will become our destiny. It will change the way we our words, our words will change our habits, our habits will change our character, our character will fundamentally change our destiny. <coughs> the spies that went into the land, ten of them came back with a bad report. Ten of them came back with a bad report. And the children of Israel accepted the bad report of ten and not the good report of two and spent 40 years in the wilderness not claiming the victory. Are we in the wilderness because we've accepted the 10 spies negative report in our life? Or are we going to change our thinking and take the two good reports of Caleb and Joshua and say we are well able? That's it. That's it. If you don't like it as well, just say I am well able. We are well able because we have the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And again, it starts. It starts with uh, what we think, who we invite, and what words we speak. So each day, just think of this. If you don't do anything else, just say, Holy Spirit. I say, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and my Saviour. Protect the boundaries of my property. I invite you into my home, and Holy Spirit, I invite you to be my counsel, to be my um, to be my uh, prompt, and to be my provider. It's not all about comfort. It's all about revelation of who we are in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to live truly in the supernatural and see the super, you know our. We were blind, but now I see. I don't see that as necessarily being here. It's our spiritual vision that is blind. We don't see the spiritual answer. And I can tell you that through with our, in our life, I, I, I thank God I've got the Holy Spirit because I can tell you when circumstances, you get that phone call and that sinking feeling. You know what I'm talking about? You can't breathe. Your chest is so damn tight. You're just struggling to just cope. Because the news is so bad that all I do is pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing that peace surpasses all understanding overwhelms you and you just go, thank you, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you're not inviting the Holy Spirit in, the problem you have is, uh, you, 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 the thing about the great thing about God is when you invite him in, he comes in like a flood. But why wait until you need him like a flood? Have him permeate your life. And let him make your choices. Help you make your choices. Define your choices. We come here to church. Why do we come to church? Why do we why can't we do this as individuals? I can tell you we can't do Christianity as individuals, because if you do, you are an individualism, and that is anti-Christ. Church was always not God's plan B, it was always his plan A, because it's through the church that we minister to ourselves and to others. It's at the church that we come together and we, as one voice, declare the walls of Jericho fall down. It's what we declare and what are we declaring. It is well. Horatio, as the worship team gets up, Horatio, who wrote the song, It Is Well, um, we all know about his tragedy, don't we? Maybe not. Okay, a lot of people don't realise that he lost his five-year-old son called Horatio Jr. when he was five years old to scarlet fever. 
He was a wealthy man who lost most of his wealth in the Chicago fires. Then he thought he'd go and help um, uh, Dr. Mooney do an evangelism over, over he was from America, obviously, in, in England. So he decided to send his whole family, and they're going to have a holiday, and just cruise around with Dr. Mooney and do some evangelism. Well, he had to stay back because he's a lawyer, and he sent his wife and four daughters off, and, he, and the ship sunk, and his four daughters died. I mean, at that time, you would go, it's not well. I'm not able. You would be going, well, God, this is number three. Not only did I lose my son, but I lost my wealth. Now I've lost my whole entire family except my wife. It is not well. So he he wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul. As he passed the point where the ship sunk and his four daughters drowned. He went on to work with Dr. Mooney and then went to Africa as a missionary. Had three more children. Had another son called Horatio number two, who also unfortunately died. But his whole life was, it is well with my soul. Now, stuff happens in our life that's not that pleasant and it's not that good. But what do we rest on? Where do we get our strength from? We sing a song, Chains Are Broken. We've got to believe that. We're going to sing it again, but I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to just say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Empower who I am. Teach me, guide me, correct me, shape me, mold me to be the destiny in the spiritual realm. And when the physical realm gives you facts, declare it is well with my soul. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.